we're the first go-to person. So, you know, if God forbid an accident happens, or a fire or law enforcement, folks would call us first. Welcome to the Bluff Podcast, where you get the bottom line up front and we won't waste your time. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to uh, the CSM Bluff Line. Again, I'm your host, Command Sergeant Major Juan Jimenez. I want to say Happy New Year to everybody out there, all our listeners. Uh, it's good to be back as we closed out 2020 and now leaning into 2021. I wish everybody had a, uh, a great and happy holiday season. And uh, we are kicking it off here on the uh, Bluff Line. Uh, where we had an outstanding little breather, little break to kind of recap and uh, re-energize and get back into what we got going on. That's really bringing out some information, bringing you out some uh, professional tools of of info to help you get through your time. And again, it is kind of local here to Redstone Arsenal, but it is open to everybody out there that's uh, that listening in. If there is something that you would like to talk about in 21, by all means, send us your information. Uh, send us some uh, subject lines or someone you'd like to to bring on to the show so we can uh, bring them on and get you that uh, information. I wanted to do a little recap of last year as we began this podcast. Uh, my intentions of going into this was to pass uh, needed information and, and to use this as a facet of uh, another platform of communicating out to our uh, soldiers, our civilians, and our local community. Uh, to tune in as as another tool to pass out information, well-needed information as we were going through this pandemic and as we lean into 21 and uh, continue to uh, do the right things to to hopefully one day put this behind us and, and push forward now that uh, some, of, uh, some of the areas around the uh, community are slowly starting to get vaccine. There's more testing going out. Let's just not forget to continue to to be safe out there. And as I talk about being safe, you know, it's an episode that I think is is very needed as we lean into 2021. It gives me the opportunity to introduce our Director of Safety and Risk Management here locally at Redstone Arsenal, Mr. Mike Moore. Uh, Mr. Mike Moore, thank you for being on the show. Just a little bit about you, if you'd like to talk to us a little bit about uh, some of your background and where you come from. Sure. Uh, first of all, I'm a prior Army person. And while I was in the Army, safety was kind of important day to day, especially with my occupation at the time was dealing with field artillery. So with explosives and rounds going down range and trying to keep not only myself but fellow soldiers safe, it really uh, made an impression upon me. The second thing is I've always had an altruistic personality where I do like to help other people. I don't like to see anyone get hurt. And um, so with that, once I did get out, I um, started working at Fort McClellan as a civilian junior safety person and uh, started to learn a little bit more about the actual professional side of safety in the Army. Sometimes people have a misconception about safety. They think, you know, anyone can do it or you just retire and, hey, you know, instead of being a Walmart greeter, I'll just become the safety manager at a certain installation. Well, you know, that's that's not a very good statement 
to be because safety is extremely technical, which I didn't know about. I had the general aspects, you know, again, from range safety or going out to a firing range, et cetera. And it really piqued my interest. So uh, that's what got me started. That is that is so awesome. And, uh, you know, I think as we continue in these episodes, I, it's really relevant to talk about important things that I think that our listeners are, are thinking about. And safety is definitely one that I uh, hold high as uh, my previous job as a battalion uh, command sergeant major down at, at Fort Hood. Anytime we had an operation, again, I'm an air defender, so we have a lot of big equipment that we move around. We have a lot of soldiers that are interacting uh, in motor pools and, you know, just tons of things that uh, I think having safety and talking safety and, and being at the forefront of people's mind is, is important. And when you made your opening comment about my job title, you also said risk management. And the more I deal with safety in my 20 plus years now, it really is managing risk. And every day, each one of us are surrounded by hazards out there, whether we're driving into Redstone or, you know, we're working at a explosive facility, you know, somewhere on, you know, a NASA building a rocket or whatever, the hazards are either real or, or potential. And if we don't do something about them, that's when we or our fellow uh, team members, you know, get into a lot of trouble. So, you know, if I was king for a day, safety is still a good word, but I'd kind of more lean on the side of it's managing risk, which is what we do. And again, as you mentioned, when you're down in Texas, you know, you have tactical safety, garrison safety. You know, once I I got into uh, the Army side and looked at uh, the Army uh, Safety Bible, which is Army Regulation 385-10, there's about 26 areas that are safety. So it's just not a broad brush. I mean, some of them include everything from explosive safety, accident investigation, system safety, motor vehicles, tactical safety, cargo operations, marine. I'm not talking marines like my son, who's a marine at Camp Lejeune, but I'm talking waterborne. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that the Army has a very large fleet of ships that they operate. So you know, we have to kind of get our mind around air field safety is a big one. So a lot of these we do here at Redstone. We do, don't do do all 26, but, you know, out of those about half of up to, well, about 14 or 15 we actually do here. So uh, it's a busy mission. It's not only just the garrison being the landlord and uh, taking care of all the tenants, but it's all the tenants around us. And so, you know, there's their risk management, what they do, you know, affects all of us. And so uh, I'd like to really hone in on risk management. Absolutely. And, you know, I, earlier I talked about recapping what, what this, the episodes that we've done. And I just really want to put out, especially on this podcast, that me as the senior enlisted, as the command sergeant major for Garrison here at uh, Redstone, a lot of times people say, oh, why are you doing podcasts? Why are you doing stuff on Facebook? And, and to me, it's just an, another avenue to reach people, reach soldiers, reach our civilian workforce, and give them that opportunity to listen in. You know, in episode one, we, we really talked about giving you information on the pandemic. Episode two, we, we discussed in depth a, a uh, director of DPW that was retiring and his story for other uh, civilian workforces that are coming up. 
you know, in episode three, we, we talked to a Redstone Rocket employee and, we, and some of the effects that COVID was having on not only myself, on, on other employees, brought in the religious support office and kind of give their aspect of things. And then we even went into, uh, brought in an IGSAR major here from Redstone and talked about the purpose of communicating and, and the facet and uh, tool that they can use as the IG. And I think going into 2021, safety was just appropriate, you know, and talking about, like you said, the risk management. We're always asked to look left of the event and see what we can do to, to uh, mitigate things from occurring. And I think it's very important for our civilian workforce, for our soldiers out there, no matter where you may be, Redstone or other installations or what branch of service you're serving in, being safe and everything we do, just like uh, you talked about, Mr. Moore, driving a vehicle to even going camping or to our day-to-day -day work environment, it's important to take a little bit of time to look left of the event and see what you can put in place to mitigate possible things from happening. Absolutely. You brought up two good points. One, communication is key. You know, my son calls me a technological dinosaur, but by all means, you know, multimedia getting out the message, in this case, safety and risk management is key. And the second thing is safety just doesn't stop here at Redstone Arsenal. Safety is a 24-7 event. A couple of other comments, you know, if I went around and asked who's your uh, safety officer, most of the people would put my name out there. But the, in reality, it's always the leader. In this case, it's uh, our garrison commander. He's the unit commander. He is the safety officer. The safety professionals are there to provide them with, you know, good guidance, technical expertise, help them out. But, you know, when that risk decision is made, it's the colonel's name and uh, his authority that's on there, you know, not the safety officer. So that's not abrogating our responsibility, but sometimes people get a little bit of a skewed thing. Well, the safety office does everything and it's all on their shoulders, but it's on all of our shoulders. Safety is a 24-7 event. It, you know, it affects everyone. So if I'm taking a shortcut, you know, I, I may get by with it and not injure myself, but in the process, I could you know, hurt someone else who's, you know, nearby. And so it's that synergistic effect. If you really, you know, work at it as a team commitment, then you're going to have a good safety culture. If it's just, hey, you know, we have a really nice bulletin board and once in a while people walk by and see a, a safety alert message, then, uh, hey, that's great. And uh, yeah, we're all about safety. Well, that's that's not what safety is about. No, I understand. And you, you, you hit it the nail right on the head when you talked about it's not just the uh, safety billboard sign. It goes beyond that. And it's it's truly having the individuals uh, have that in the forefront of their mind when they're uh, doing any kind of uh, operation, any kind of task. I mean, you name it, uh, from uh, almost walking at night, running, taking a jog. I mean, you name it. It can, safety is, is something that someone should be thinking so that we can help reduce accidents. Right. And, it's, and again, uh, you know, the hazard awareness, that's very, very key. If you just kind of go through life, you know, blindly looking forward and as you brought up, not looking to the left and the right, then you're doing yourself a disservice. You know, once you've identified a hazard, then uh, we're going to have some risk management training coming out here soon. But you need to assess that hazard because, 
interesting enough, hazards and risk, it can be subjective. So what is hazardous to you, Sergeant Major, may not be such a hazard in my mind. And so as people, you know, we, we got to come to that commonality of, yes, this does have the potential of harming someone or ourselves, and then we need to do something about it. And, you know, taking measures, uh, basically there's like three controls overall. The best way of controlling hazards would be what's called engineering controls. And that would be like if you and I were developing a product up front, we'd get a lot of systems people, behavioral people. We would say, okay, we're going to build this tank you know, or a weapon system, what would be some of the hazards in it that, uh, you know, the operators or the mechanics would encounter, and then we would try to engineer out, you know, those things. The next best control would be an administrative control. An example would be, you know, the op-tempo, we got to get it done. You know, maybe we need to bring in other soldiers or employees, you know, to complete the task give them some rest breaks, maybe integrate experienced sergeants with the new privates or the experienced tradesperson with the brand new person, you know, to make sure that you have a blend of people to make sure that the task is done. In this case, you know, maybe in an expeditious way, but not taking a shortcut. And then this, the last one really interests me, you know, people hear the term PPE, personal protective equipment, but what they fail to realize is, oh, gee, uh, Mr. Moore, uh, you know, give me some safety glasses and I want to get a respirator to protect myself because I work in the paint booth and there's a lot of paint fumes and we know that you go in there without a respiratory protection, you know, you're going to inhale those paint you know, particulates and, you know, you're going to faint and, you know, if it's strong enough, you know, you could become a fatality. But what people fail to realize is that wearing PPE is good. It reduces the hazard, but it does not eliminate the hazard. So if we are in that paint booth and we're wearing that protective mask, that's all and good. But if we don't do a pre-check of that mask and make sure the filters are okay or it's fitted properly or there's not a crack in it. Once we enter that paint booth, the, the hazard is still there. We're wearing protective equipment, but now it's going to have an adverse effect on it. So sometimes people think that, gee, if I have uh, safety shoes or, uh, you know, I have my uh, respirator on or I have my uh, safety glasses on, hey, I'm doing everything you know, to make it safe. Well, you're halfway meeting it, but you're not doing what really should be done, and that's either eliminate it or reduce it in a safe way. And so, you know, that, that point I'd like to bring out. No, that's that's absolutely right. And what, what made me uh, think of the thought that I was thinking of was, you know, because uh, I ride motorcycles, it's like, hey, I put on a helmet, I put on gloves, I put on all my leathers and my over-the-ankle shoes, I can go 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Eh, nope you know, you still got to be safe and be safety conscious out there. And I mean, it's, it sparked my thought process. And I'm sure others out there that are listening in, it'll spark a different kind of uh, thought process on, on that. But, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad our listeners are getting the opportunity to, to, to hear you, Mr. Moore. Uh, question I got for you is what is your role as the garrison safety director? Well, sometimes I feel like I'm down at the uh, Huntsville shopping mall being the information booth person, you know, like where is this store or where can I rent uh, something to haul my furniture out? We take care of the garrison. 
which consists of, you know, morale, welfare, and rec. But because there's a lot of major commands here on Redstone Arsenal, we're the first go-to person. So, you know, if God forbid an accident happens, our uh, fire or law enforcement folks would call us first, even if the employee or that person happens to belong to another organization, we're the first one to respond to that. Because with the major commands, you know, they a lot of them do have safety staff, but they're uh, mainly concerned about downrange. So if it's uh, space missile defense, you know, they're worried about Kwajalein or out in Colorado Springs, you know, MDA missile defense, you know, they're, they're worrying about Vandenberg and other areas. So they're, they're tenants here. They do have professional safety staff, but when it comes to the day-to-day -day installation safety, then our office, you know, provides those services. On the explosive side, the Aviation Missile Command, AMCOM, is the primary proponent for explosive safety, but under our, our local uh, Redstone Explosive Safety Management Program, the Garrison, we've been tasked to provide what's called unexploded ordnance awareness training. And we train hundreds of soldiers, civilians, contractors every year. So, you know, even though the major command in this case is the proponency for explosive safety, we help them out. And that's our responsibility, you know, to do that training. So we're kind of like a jack of all trades. We're the first person, you know, that's on scene. If it happens to be someone else's employee or soldier, you know, we'll transition that investigation over to the responsible MACOM. But we're the first ones there. That's good. I mean, it, it's truly uh, providing that safety and risk management expertise to our installation, to agencies out there, to the the DOD, to the Army. I mean, it, it it's really a lay down. You got a pretty big job to ensuring uh, that uh, people got the the correct information. They're able to go and resource the right regulation if they're interested in looking more into information on the on the safety program. What's right? Uh, what's wrong? Uh, that's 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 very interesting. I'm glad we get the opportunity to push it out to our listeners. So yeah, we we do a lot of technical assistance. Uh, where, again, as you, you stated, Sergeant Major, where questions come up, and again, you know, MACOMs will send them our way too. We're pretty good researchers, and for the listeners out there, you know, they can uh, contact our office, 256-313-3297, or we're in the global. I'm Michael B. Moore 20, because there's another Michael B. Moore who stole my name here on Redstone, but I'm Michael B. Moore 20.civ at uh, mail.mil and we're more than happy you know to uh, provide you you know with a good answer we may not immediately know it but we're going to research it professionally and we'll provide you with a uh, an accurate feedback well there you go i mean uh thanks uh, for that information and, and putting it out to our listeners because you never know you might have a young officer out there a young civilian like you said getting started or a young NCO or soldier that's looking for information and maybe got tasked to plan something out. And uh, now they have somebody that they can reach out to. Of course, they have their their agencies, but uh, we also provide that too, uh, to give you the information to be successful in anything you might want to. We're here to serve. Yeah. Uh, another question I got for you, Mr. Moore, is uh, what, and this is kind of digging deep, it's you know, what are you most interested in leaving your mark on as a safety director? That safety is a team event. It takes everyone. It's not just the commander 
or just the safety officer or just the law enforcement patrol or the fire person or someone working in industrial hygiene or a systems engineer. It's everyone working together. I hope that we've established a uh, honest and open culture where people are not afraid to uh, bring up something that may concern them, whether it's an unsafe condition or behavior. Sometimes I've seen, unfortunately, safety offices where they go around with the clipboard mentality, you know, this is wrong, that's wrong, you're not doing this. And I like to do and have my train our uh, staff that, you know, we want to work with you. It's a collaborative effort. It takes everyone's, you know, uh, work to do it well. And, uh, you know, it it pays dividends. It, it saves money and it saves lives, most importantly. You know, I, I think our garrison right now is doing a very good job. We just had the Army Readiness Assessment Review from the Army Safety Center. Now, this is a quiz question I always ask people, where is the Army Safety Center? Yes, it's at Fort Rucker, Alabama. And, uh, you know, they have some newer facilities. They're doing a good job. That one-star general is the, the director of Army Safety, but he also goes up and, and uh, meets with all the Pentagon leadership to, uh, you know, spread whatever is happening, good or bad, in the safety world. Fortunately, this year has been a good year overall, not only at Redstone, but, you know, Army-wide. And, uh, again, it, it's, a, it's a team effort. It's not one person. It's not one office. It's not one agency. We all have to work together to uh, make it happen. Now, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a team effort, you know, and as we close this interview, you know, I, one, I want to say thank you uh, for coming on. I think starting 2021 with a little safety talk is important. Uh, I think it uh, allows us to, to have that in the forefront of our mind. It allows people out there that listen in to, to think, you know, safety is something that's uh, important that should be thought out no matter what you're doing, no matter what activity you're jumping into. And it really reminds me of, of my creed of the non-commissioned officer. And there's a line in there that talks about competence is my watchword and my two basic responsibilities will always be uppermost in my mind. That's accomplishing of my mission and also the welfare of my soldiers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's that's something that uh, always goes down strong with me and along with the welfare of my soldiers is definitely safety. And you, if you demonstrate that commitment, the, the, the safety record rates, uh, they're going to take care of themselves. It's, it's Again, it's not just putting something in the bulletin board for people to look at walking up and down the hallway or the motor pool or whatever. And if you do exhibit that demonstrated commitment, you know, we are going to be safe and uh, that's a great thing. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And I'll let you have a little closing remark there as we uh, close this out. Uh, another one of the lines that it really reminded me of was I will exercise initiative by taking appropriate actions in the absence of orders. And I think it really kind of ties into when we talk about, you know, everybody's a safety officer or sa- safety soldier, or safety civilian, whatever it may be. You know, if you see an act that's happening out there that does not look safe or is crossing the line, by all means, step in and be that safety officer to, to make this place a better uh, area to, to be around and we can mitigate any accidents. I'll let you close out a little bit, uh, Mr. Mike Moore, and, uh, and we'll close it out. Well, again, I very much appreciate the opportunity to share the safety message. Uh, the more we do it, the better it is. 
Uh, safety is a profession. It takes a lot of trained personnel in the old days. You know, again, as I stated at the forefront of this uh, podcast, you, you know, get out, hey, you know, do I want to work at Walmart? Oh, yeah, you can be a safety, you know, a person. Well, that's not the case anymore. Safety Center has done something that's really good. Uh, we now have in our, in our career program, which is career program CP12, there's about 45 or 46 actual, you know, training, I'd say classes or standards that you have to do. It's not all classroom. Some of them have to be done out in an OJT format. And I think the more professional, you know, our CP12 people become, uh, that's going to be a, a tremendous benefit, you know, to the Army and uh, to our nation. So uh, again, I really appreciate this opportunity. I hope this is not a one and done that, you know, maybe as the year progresses, uh, we can, uh, you know, hone in on other aspects of safety. And again, I thank you very much. Well, Mr. Mike Moore, thank you for uh, being on the on the bluff line with, uh, with myself. And uh, as we continue to bring other uh, uh, people on there that, that our viewers or I'm sorry, our listeners want to uh, hone in on. Yeah, I think this is not a, a one and done. I think we'll eventually continue to talk safety. We'll continue to talk other uh, subject areas that people want to hear about. It's my way as a non-commissioned officer or a, just a soldier in the United States Army to continue to communicate out to our uh, our people. Even though the face-to-face kind of is more preferred, I mean, we had to adjust fire and adapt and overcome, and that's what we do as leaders. And uh, we'll use this podcast, as I see it, uh, to continue to communicate, continue to use it as a building tool for uh, professional development, for uh, information that needs to go out there. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I think safety was a good kickoff for 2021. I hope everybody has a happy new year and continue to be safe out there. Thank you very much.